Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we're here with a bonus episode, Mm. which is our good friend Ian, his pick, (laughs) The Return of Captain Invincible from 1983. Yeah. So, yeah. film. (laughs) Ian, you are a legend. Ian, we we just want to thank Ian for introducing us to this. He did a a buy me a coffee request. So a little bit about Ian. Ian is a sci-fi artist Mm. and has a Patreon, which is Biomass Art. So that's B-I-O-M-A-S-S-A-R-T. So you should check him out. He's good. He is very good. He's very good. He has a lot of spaceships and stuff. They're very cool. Follow him on Twitter as well. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) She says, not on Twitter. So, yeah, so this absolute gem, (laughs) The Return of Captain Invincible from 1983, directed by Philippe Mora, who is a French guy who moved to Australia, which made sense because a lot of it was in Australia. Uh, I felt like the name was really familiar, so then looked up his credentials and he directed The Beast Within, which is like quite a well-known sort of B-movie in the horror community sounds Mm. excellent i haven't heard of it but it sounds good Mm. it scored a 5.7 out of 10 on imdb i feel like it should be higher Mm, well yeah yeah really i mean whoever scored that has was not just there for the enjoyment of it yeah yeah (laughs) the synopsis is captain invincible used his powers against the nazis in world war ii but was shunned shortly afterwards now a u.s weapon has been stolen he 
he's been asked to return. He's not quite the same. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> he's not quite the same. Written haiku. Excellent. <laughs> Captain Invincible, put down that bottle. Help <laughs> us. Oh, you want help now? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, Christopher Lee and Alan Arkin were brought in to attract a bigger crowd because it was purely yeah. like a Australian cast. It's the first Australian superhero movie. <laughs> first and best. First and greatest. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, it's 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 under Oz Ozploitation. That's the uh, like the expo- But I was like, it's not really an exploitation film. But apparently, that's what it's. Mm named as it's just because i think it's just because it's kind of a, a b-movie type mm. daily well i i kept trying to figure out where they'd filmed it throughout <laughs> yeah. the whole thing and i was like they've definitely filmed this in sydney yeah i of think it was places in, i think yeah. it was filmed in australia but yeah. obviously they got the american people in yeah. to like attract more i bet christopher lee was like oh, i could, I could I go would... to the opera house Yeah, I'd be really intrigued to see the pitch for this film to people. (laughs) Uh, We need you to come in. Um, You're a superhero, you now have a drinking problem Mm. and there's songs in it. You might have to sing. Yeah. But it's being filmed in Sydney. It's been filmed in Sydney, it's very nice. And everyone will be like, yeah, I'll I'll do it. I'll do Do it. Do it, yeah. Sign Sign me me up. up. Right, nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the distributors in America uh, basically... Before the film was released, the company that had it went bust, mm. which is sad. It's, it's really hard to get hold of as well. So it's, did, it's did it an not elusive get released film. in America? I think it did, but I don't think it was probably as big as, mm. as it was intended to be. So we start, we're in black and white and we're in like a little screen. It's like a, what do, is it a four to three aspect know. ratio or something? Probably. It's like little little post box screen and you get... Justice, Captain Invincible, is generally being great. Uh, someone refers to someone as Bozos, which made me laugh. He's basically in his prime. It's very um, kind of Batman TV show-esque. Yeah, yeah. Without the sort of biff, blam, pow, but it was basically like that. It's just beating up bad guys. Lifts a barrel, throws at people. It's great. It's so that's his, the start of his career. Those gangsters, the actors playing those gangsters... Went to like a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. Oh my they? god, they yeah. did! Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then, uh, then we get it's it's basically told in a series of sort of news clips. So then it's Captain Invincible crushes the Nazis, and then uh, I think they like send him on his way and they like give him Hellcap. It's very um, it's a bit like Captain America. Well, it's I think it's Captain America and Superman. Mm. kind of combined kind of thing so there's this he's sort of flying about he stops a plane he just stops a propeller on a plane (laughs) he's sat on a plane at one point showing him things and it's yeah it's 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 really funny it's so when he stops that propeller that was like one of the funniest bits (laughs) he's so pleased with himself as well he's like yep stop this propeller so he basically uh single-handedly wins the war because he's great then we get captain invincible inspires america's youth at a camp you're always at a camp he makes a giant fire with like a tree it's basically a tree yeah (laughs) and then he signs a picture for a little boy which will come into play later yeah 
Grips um, his shoulder. Grips his shoulder, yeah. May or may not have broken it, you know, whatever. So, yeah, everyone's like, oh, he's so great, he's brilliant, we love him, he's saved the world, etc. But then we get Captain Invincible faces accusations of disloyalty. Mm. And then they're, they're in a courtroom and they're like, what were you doing in Russia? And he says, I was doing... I was, I was fighting I was, crime. Yes, fighting a tank, I believe, of yeah. some sort. And then uh, they kind of... Basically, he's sort of saying, I'm doing my job, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and they're like, that doesn't wash with me. Mm. I don't think that's correct. Don't trust you. And they they accuse him of being disloyal, and all of his service now seems insignificant. So they've all got a very short memory, basically. So he walks out because he's fuming about it, and then they're like, yeah, so uh, you'll be under a lot of charges, flying without a pilot's (laughs) license. All right, then. Wearing underwear in public. Like oh, they had okay. him on that because he was wearing underwear. Yeah, probably. yeah. To be fair, so then uh, we get another news article that he has vanished and where is he? And we don't know where he is. And all the children are really upset. This child who's crying was the most insincere cry that I've ever seen. Oh, he was wiping his eyes it without was, any feeling. There was nothing. <laughs> it's like when, when you're like, you apologise for what you've done to a kid and they're like, I'm really sorry. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. So we don't know where he is. We don't know where he's gone. And then we get, it's colour and we're on a big hill. It's like a, it's not even a hill. It's, it's like a cliff, like a... Promontory. Is that the right word? Prom- oh, I don't know. I don't know. You did geography. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Promontory. Some know. kind of cliff. Cliff. But he's on there singing New York, New York. I was Which so didn't scared. Make sense. No, but it then made it no did sense. make sense. Yeah, I was so scared. The, the the if it was a stuntman or whoever it was was going to fall off the oh, cliff. Oh, he kept falling down. He kept so close to the edge. To the edge. <laughs> it was oh. horrible. It was horrible. Terrifying. We were very, uh, we were very scared. So, yeah, he's, he's there. He's a me- Captain Invincible is a mess. Bit he's stays, sozzled he? and he's dirty. He's clearly given up on life. So then we cut to Australia reporting uh, local. So he's in Australia. Yeah. But he doesn't know he's in Australia. They're saying that um, something's happened at Skylab. And they're like, we're going to ask this local guy. And they ask him and he's absolutely hammered. He has no idea what's going on. He doesn't know what's occurring. He looks terrible. And they cut him off, basically, because he's just babbling incoherent nonsense. Then we cut to Manhattan, Mr. Midnight, who is Christopher Mm -hmm. Lee. He's getting ready to do some dastardly deeds. One of which is a tiny robot that's putting dog poo on the streets. Of course. How annoying. (laughs) I was like, that's really inconvenient. And he's like, yeah, Operation Canine Feces is underway and they're just putting little poos on the street. It's terrible. And then they're like, yeah, the goals have been reached in our first phase. We're going to do our final phase now. Because you escalate from dog poo to mass genocide. Yeah, of course. Because that's yeah. the sort of that's the timeline that you yeah, go from yeah. apparently. So we get this uh, grand opening of this like housing camp area. Yeah, it's thing. like a new housing development. Yeah, but and people are overly bothered about it. Mm. And it's and it's people of of ethnicities going there who get lasered and they're like, "You want to buy a house here? We want to buy a house here." So they all end up living there. And uh, 
Yeah, he's sort of saying that the city's a nightmare now and it's horrible and I need to do something about it. It's very problematic and... He's a bit racist. He's a A very lot lot racist. A lot. It was like, Christopher, no. And then I just put in my notes, what is Julius? I don't even know what what Julius... What is Julius? Was he a monkey? I don't know what he was. I don't know. He looks like something out of Labyrinth. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what Julius was. But I liked him. He was interesting. I thought Julius had the most heart... Out yeah. of the other character, like the villainous characters, he, he seemed to care. He did. Yeah. Oh, Julius. <laughs> oh. So then we're back in Australia, and there's news that the president of the United States has arrived in Australia to a research facility because there's some weird stuff going on, and he needs to investigate it. Is. So then it cuts to it's the policeman sort of people and this woman who's like going to be the main character and this woman comes up to her and he's like he's back again he's been drinking on that step Mm. for ages he's driving me insane so she's like right i'll get rid of him then she's like let's go colonel come on and he's like i'm a captain thank you very much i think you'll find and they kind of shoo him away but then a robbery starts happening and it all starts to kick off results in a i think it's a volkswagen beetle shooting fire out the front of it oh yeah yeah it's a (laughs) flamethrower and a volkswagen beetle yeah it's crazy so she's trying to sort of subdue this robbery and and not get set on fire and he is walking off his old uh, captain invincible and he picks up the car and flings it fling yeah and then just walks off because obviously he's got super strength. Yeah. Old uh, Alan Arkin, the grandpa from Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> Amazing. What a, what what a, a, a varied what a career, career he has arc. had. Yeah. I know. Lots of high points. I think he was in Argo as well. Oh, I think he might he? have won an Oscar for that, yeah. Really? Mm. I saw Argo and I quite enjoyed it. I think I have seen it, but I can't really remember it, to be honest. But uh, they go they go back to this research facility and they're like, what is going on? And everyone's like half dressed and giggling and it's all very odd. And they're like, what is going on? And they're like, the hypno ray has been stolen. It's pretty damn serious. <laughs> I was like, yeah, damn right, it's pretty so damn serious. Very serious situation. And then a woman explains the hypno ray and she's like, it, she may as well have said, so there's this ray that hypnotises people. That's, yeah, that's what much. that is. There was no other uh, explanation, really. So he, I think they're basically saying that if they have one ray, they could figure it out and build more rays and then they Wait, could yeah. be 50 and it'll be terrible. And there's this man and he's like, I think we should nuke them all. Man with robot hand. How did he get How that robot hand? How did he get hand? robot hand? And what does it do? I don't know if he's like a sort of assistant to the... He looks like ...the it. research yeah. facility or the president or something, but he's got this robot hand and it's, it's really excellent. intriguing. And then the uh, the president sings the bullshit song, which is basically <laughs> just him saying bullshit over and over again. Oh, that's so funny. And I was like, okay, this so is the kind weird. of film we're in. But we were like, this is the point at which you're either going to switch it off or you're definitely going to watch the rest. Yes. You cannot be ambivalent at this point. It's no, just like you're either watershed. all in or you're out. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> all in. <laughs> then we get a song about how the world needs a hero. And uh, the I feel like the women dancing in the trailer was this bit I saw where they kind of lift their arms up and down. <laughs> and I just, I was like, yes, I love Excellent. this. It is amazing. So they're singing, world needs a hero. We might need to get... Captain Invincible on the job. Then it cuts to the police and it's this woman who is like, that guy just threw a car, it was really weird. 
we might need him. And then I think it's something there's a there's a thing out for him, like if anyone's seen him, contact like the US yeah. embassy or whatever it is, and there's a picture of him like smiling away and I was like, I love that picture, it's really <laughs> funny. So yeah, I think it cuts to I think I don't know if he's like part he's part of the police, but it's basically it's the man who was in Strictly Ballroom. Yeah. And Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, oh, the old man, and he was in Muriel's wedding as well. He's in like all the Australian things. Like if you know if you've seen him, you know who he is. Yeah. If you've seen those things, obviously. But I was like, that's that guy. It's amazing. So she decides that she's gonna go find him. He's on the street because I don't have anywhere to live. Um, and she's like, I need help. And he's very resistant. Oh, yeah, yeah. And want I to be feel involved. like he's been very, he's been very jaded by life. Mm. And I feel like he's kind of, his arc is kind of, because he sort of says about how sort of America's quite disillusioned and stuff, but he himself has become disillusioned. Yeah. So he's basically the same. How old is he though? I don't know. Because he was it's that age. Like 30 years in, later. Yeah, he was that age in World War Two, And he's like 10 times older than the president. Well, not 10 times older, but mm. older than the president. But it doesn't look it. Doesn't look it, yeah. yeah. So presumably he doesn't age either. No. So he could be a lot older than he, he could looks. Be like... Could be like Wolverine. Yeah. Um, Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Nondescript. So he he's like, I am not helping you. I don't want to. I'm not doing it. And then she's kind of like, yeah, but I feel like you do have some good in your life because you did save my life from being flamed by that yeah. beetle. Yeah. And he is a bit like, uh, I don't know. And then he sings a song about how basically there's good and bad people. The good people have integrity. The bad do not. But then sometimes they switch and mm. and you don't really know what you're doing. She looks thoroughly bored by this song. She certainly does. She looks yeah. so bored. <laughs> She's just like, <laughs> oh my God. So he's singing away. He starts to dust his bed. Like sweep it, sweeping brush and then broom, just, and then just gets in gets bed. into bed. It's like I'm getting into bed. Who broom like sweeps their bed to get in it? Get in it. Um, and then she's like, "Your country needs you," and he's like, "No, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it." And then she's like, "Oh, for God's sake!" So <laughs> she leaves, and then a man comes with a a big hat and a and a sheepskin jacket. And he's like, hello, Captain Invincible. And then he basically grabs him and strangles him. And he's like, what yeah. are you doing? Because he's got that sort of life on the streets mentality. Mm. Turns out it's the president it's of the, the United president. States. And he's like, whoops, sorry. Didn't realise it was you. I wouldn't have strangled you otherwise. And then he's like, I am here to recruit you. Because you said that you would keep an old promise. And then he brings this picture that he signed. So he was the little boy that he, he signed was the that little boy. For. And he was like, you touched me on the shoulder and it left a mark. We've got a sacred bond now. And I was like, did he break that kid's shoulder as a <laughs> child? Is that what has happened? Because that's kind of what it sounded like. So he's like, yeah, well, I guess so then. Count me in. And then it cuts to him flying through the air majestically like an eagle. But then it zooms out and he's on a winch. <laughs> winch chains <laughs> he's on a winch and then they get him down and he's sick in a bag <laughs> and they're just like are you all right and he's like oh i can't do this anymore because obviously he's a bit out of practice with everything, everything that he could do so the cop brings his costume i love his costume that's got it's got like eagle, eagle claws, claws on, it. on his shoulders so yeah. it looks like an eagle sat on him but then it only works when he's got the hat on yeah. as well. But it's, it's it's pretty... Excellent costume. It's pretty out there, I love it. So she gets his costume and all the stuff that he's pawned over the years, including his radio 
wrist thing, which looks like a tiny, tiny, tiny radio. radio. Like an really old-fashioned, cool. like, 30s radio. It's really yeah. cool. I love it. So the so basically, the, he's trying to sort of remember what to do, and he's trying to remember the commands that he had, and he forgets, like, it was into the blue that he used to say when he flew, and he was mm. like, I can't remember any of this. I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, they all look very underwhelmed by him and being like, seriously, this guy's meant to save the world. I'm a bit worried about this. (laughs) Apparently this was made, this film was made two years before Watchmen. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, because it's got proper Watchmen vibes for me, especially like the news bit. I wonder if... Oh, right, yeah. I wonder if Zack Snyder has ever watched this film. I have no idea. Well, let's assume maybe. made a dark version of it, yeah. I'd like to think so. So... Then he decides he's going to use his magnet powers. So he needs to say magnet on to get his magnet powers working. But he can't control it. And basically just everything flies at him. (laughs) All the metal stuff. Everyone's clothes come off. He gets like uh, the man's hand comes off. He's got a gun at his head. That guy's coat comes off and he's got like lingerie on underneath. Yeah. And he's just stood there like... Hits him. Oh... And he's just stood there like really, he just looks really sad, but he's got all this crap all over him. Oh, that's so funny. And then he's like, I think we'll call it a day. Yeah. (laughs) And then it cuts to like the rest of the crew and they have like like, underwear on and that's it. Oh, that's funny. So then we go we go back to Mr. Midnight, Christopher Lee, and there's a there's a report of all this weird stuff going on that that they've they've got things in and out of this research facility and and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, that slab looks weirdly familiar to me, but I can't decide why. And then he's like, alert all the operatives in the area. We need to keep an eye on this because something's going on then uh, for some reason he's got a slug on his shoulder yeah Ugh. which he takes off and feeds to a toad basil and jeremy yeah of course mm-hmm. i think it's to signify because he's the top of the food mm. chain and it's that kind of layering yeah. of, of hierarchy but yeah it's really random so then uh it cuts back to captain invincible he finds out he's in australia he still <laughs> thought he was in america and he's like well i was quite drunk i thought i was still in america which would he's explain why he's been there years. He's been there 30 years and didn't realise. <laughs> he was like, I just thought everyone was a bit strange. But that would explain why he was singing New York, New well, York yeah. on the cliff. <laughs> so he goes to the police lady's house because she's like, I feel like you need help here. And she offers to cook him a steak dinner, which is quite nice. She's got an indoor bar. Very 80s. Very 80s. Very 80s. So 80s. I kind of do want an indoor bar though. feel like they should come back. So he he has this this meal and then uh, his computer brain is activated so like he can retain all this information and he's got all this information and he's having flashbacks of like what he's done and and all this kind of stuff. He's literally chewing the scenery at this point. <laughs> like he's eating the bat. I was like that is a literal like chewing the scenery. Then he decides to try and kiss the lady cop and she's like what are you doing? What is actually happening right now? And then uh, he's like oh sorry I, I thought that was a good idea and I feel really good and that's what I thought we were doing. So it cuts to a a picture in her house and a little hole is being drilled through the eye of the henchmen who are peeping (laughs) through it. 
And I was like, they're very close. How do they not know they're there? And then uh, he, uh, his magnetic ability comes on again and basically wrecks a house because like, a, a microwave explodes and all sorts. And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry. So sorry. My, uh, my magnetic ability is playing up. And she's like, oh, it's fine. And then she's like, were you always like this? Or like, what happened to you? And then it goes into like a weird flashback. With I don't know if it's him or if it's his parents having sex outside. <laughs> I think it's his parents. I think it's yeah. his parents. They're having sex outside and then aliens come and flash them with something and watch them for a bit. And then when when they've finished having sex, the aliens smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird but it's funny so then it cuts back to the present after he's told her this story and she seems to accept it oh yeah of course perfectly normal absolutely fine and she sort of starts saying that she she started off she was doing it because she wanted a promotion so she was like i wanted to help you because i wanted to get ahead but now i've kind of changed my mind because i actually want to do something and give something back basically and then she's like what does she say he's like he's sort of sat moping in here and he looks really sad and she she says that he wants to throw in the towel and he's like i haven't got a towel (laughs) and then she sings a song which i've named the get a grip song it's basically get a grip come on it's gonna be great you can do this she falls down on the sofa (laughs) while singing the song she steps backwards and trips over And then it cuts to them at the research facility and he's trying to sort his computer brain out. So he's kind of uploading info from books, which is basically him wearing 3D glasses and her flipping books at him. And then he's like, yes, I've returned all this information. I know exactly what is going on. And then uh, a pawn shop. No, it's a vacuum shop. Oh, oh, this vacuum shop. It comes into their address like his address and name and he's like right that's what we need and then he starts talking really high and fast and he writes on the uh board that his computer brain's stuck <laughs> but no one helps him he's just running around like chittering away and then he basically shoves his head through a wall and he's like i'm fine <laughs> i've got it we're, so we're good funny. we're good we'll sort it out so they go to the shop and there's a video camera there which is watching them. And it, Mr. Midnight is watching them and he's like, I knew it was him. I knew he looked familiar. It's my arch nemesis, of course. He has a snake which he feeds the toad to. Of course. Because you've That's got to. what you do if you're evil. And then uh, they're in the shop and all the hoovers come to life. <sighs> there's a bit where she's covered in these vacuum hoses, but it basically looks she's, like she's holding she's them. She's just holding them. <laughs> she's just holding a load of hoses. It looks like they're like wrapping around her. She's just holding she's just them. Holding them, it's so funny. And then he's like, "Oh, this sucks." And then uh, they try to shoot the vacuums, <laughs> and then they they both can't breathe because all the vacuums are sucking, sucking the air, air out, out of the room. I liked when she shot a picture of a vacuum by accident as well. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, he uses his magnet powers to try and subdue these machines. And then that doesn't work and he ends up flying. So he's like just spinning around in a circle. And she's like, (laughs) stop it, what are you doing? And then he like flies up into the ceiling and gets stuck. So he's like like head poking out of the ceiling. And and he's like, right, I'm going to reverse the polarity. I'm going to uh, do that and then hopefully everything will stop. Which basically means that he uh, electrocutes himself because well, yeah. he sticks his finger in the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then uh, everything sort of drops. And then uh, it cuts to the research 
facility and all the people there who were trying to help him get his powers back are all tied up and laughing and half dressed and he's like what is happening what is going on and then uh, it's him talking to the cop and he's like this is really weird and he was like i think there's a traitor in the organization and then he's like oh no i think we've been framed because then the cops come yeah so then but then he decides that he's going to fly out so he's like fly away into the blue so she's on his back they fly out and then She's like, can I make a suggestion? And he's like, yes. And she's like, you're really close to the water. You need to go higher up. <laughs> so then he, he manages to. It's like and paddling in the air. And then he's he? in, yeah. And then they're basically like, uh, like sort of washing high. And she's like, you need to go higher up. <laughs> go higher up. And then it cuts to Mr. Midnight's lair. And there's a, a report that the hypnoray is working and this Sicily Heights is 98% occupancy. The sales figures are very good. Certainly are. So he's like, wonderful, that's very good. And then uh, the phone goes and he uh, has a little chat with a councilman and he's like, we need to destroy Captain Invincible. I think he's onto my plan. Don't like this. Then he feeds his snake to a vulture because he's got a vulture well, yeah, now. obviously. Of course. Not a real vulture. You could tell that's not a real vulture. It was a... The snake a was real. Vulture. Yeah. <laughs> then it cuts to... Uh, it's Cop and Captain Invincible hiding on a train dressed like film noir spies. <laughs> Very incognito they are. And he's like, Mr. Midnight's behind this. It all makes sense now. He's my arch enemy. And then he has a, a song, which is the song about Mr. Midnight and how evil he is and there's evil everywhere. And for some reason, there's a lot of like prostitutes dancing around yeah, him and stuff. But yeah, well, why not? But yeah, he great. certainly is evil, isn't he? He's evil. He's a little piece he's of He's awful. <laughs> so they fly away and then I think there's a song about flying called into I'm assuming it's called into the blue she's taking polaroids whilst he's flying because she's just sat on top of him just (laughs) taking pictures and then they fly all the way to New York of course Mm. and then uh, it cuts to Mr Midnight in his crime pool which is his 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 dastardly plan that he's got all planned out Julius is in a little dinghy dinghy? at the end Julius the Julius must have been played by a child because Julius is so the only role that that person has played yeah Yeah, we looked it up yeah that that was their one part that Julius one part. That... I mean why well, when you're why hitting can... at this yeah. level of excellence you've got to quit while you're ahead of yeah well, you'd, you know you'd only be going downwards exactly. downhill from there wouldn't it then uh, then I've got yakety sacks but to flight of the valkyries and they're sort of running around in like fast motion Julius is trying to cop off with some ladies and then yeah. they pick him up and put him at the dinner table yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's really strange. Oh, it's funny. Which ends up, they're eating the vulture now, so of it's course. come full circle, yeah. eating the vulture. So How he's lovely. at the top of the food chain, apparently. He's awful. So he is basically talking about his plan, and he wants to clean up the streets of New York of, basically, any foreign people. Genocide. <sighs> Not good. He wants Bad. it to be 100% this, pure. It's terrible, <laughs> terrible plan. It's never going to work. Never going to work. Justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it cuts to Statue of Liberty Tower. They say that the head has been closed for 30 years, so we can't go in it. And then they're like, we're going to go to Ellis Island. Yay! Apparently Ellis Island is a really interesting mm. place to visit. I've never yeah. been, but I've heard that it's, it's well worth a visit. Yeah, I've heard that, actually, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to do around that sort of I area. Bet there of, yeah. There's probably quite a lot to do in New York, mm. I imagine. Yeah. But that is one of the one things. All, all everywhere around there, because you've got, like, Philadelphia, you've got New Jersey. Jersey, you've got mm. New York, everywhere. I 
mind seeing a Statue of Liberty one yeah, day. Yeah, I'd like to see it one day. Yeah. Like up close. Mm. Yeah. Just out of interest. Anyway. So it cuts to Captain Invincible and the cop in the head of the statue because that's his hideout yeah. place. Yeah, what a great place to have a hideout. Why yeah. didn't he stay there instead of accidentally going? He probably didn't realise he'd accidentally left. No, he didn't. Well, he didn't, he he didn't he realise he'd left, yeah. yeah. He's probably been trying to find it for ages. <laughs> so he decides that he needs to find Midnight because there's some evil afoot and he's kind of saying that he's come back to an america that he doesn't like because people have changed Mm. they've lost their integrity and sense of future and nobody cares about anybody anymore and it's yeah which i feel like is very apt for now weirdly yeah like people being quite disenfranchised with like authority and all that kind of stuff Mm. so it's quite interesting yeah so he starts talking about Einstein and he basically says that the universe folds in so you go back to where he started and he's like, so I'm going to sit it out and wait for 1950 to come back because that was a good yeah. time. I don't think it will quite come back yeah, exactly like that. That's it. And then uh, I think he he calls the president. The president is hilarious. <laughs> the president is so <laughs> funny. Bad. The president is almost as funny as Julius. He's like, oh, hello, uh captain invincible is it and then he's basically like this hypnorate midnight's got it and then he's like is it the russians and he's like no it's a really strange exchange between them and then he basically just hangs up on him and he's like hello no okay (laughs) so then they narrow down that there's a deli that's maybe a front for other things so they go to this quite possibly they go to this deli and then i was like god i really want to go to a new york deli like a proper new york deli and have corned beef sandwich and pastrami and turkey bagels be amazing so coffee there's this guy who's on the thing and he's like what what do you want and he orders a sandwich and then he's like what do you want and she's like coleslaw and <laughs> pint of coleslaw pint of coleslaw and something and he seems to think that's perfectly normal it's fine and then uh, he's like oh uh, and i'd like some info on a uh, mr midnight please and he's like who i don't know who that is and he's like well i don't think you're telling the truth because you put mayonnaise on a corned beef sandwich well, <laughs> and i was like to be fair who would do that well, so mayonnaise i j- just Mayonnaise, has, yeah, it only has a couple of places where it should be allowed to be. In my Tuna opinion. and egg on a on a chip. No, not even on a chip. It's got to be homemade mayonnaise. So Tuna I've never homemade egg. mayonnaise, but I've had it in a restaurant. I've made homemade mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, it was all right actually. Was, was it hard? Was it not, was it not hard to make? Did you do it in a processor really? thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. What do you, was it not really hard? Do you not put in, like, egg whites and olive oil or something? Mm, yeah. Was it, was it nice? Mm. Was it not hard to make? No. No. I'm good at making stuff. Oh, well, yeah. Obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So... How long did it take you? Not long. Oh. You've just got to be careful when you put your oil in mm. so it doesn't split. But if anyway. it's in a if it's in a blender, it's kind of yeah. foolproof. Yeah. It was wow. all right. Yeah. So he realises that he's onto him and then there's a shootout with a shark gun. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a shark gun. Yeah. It's so good. And then uh, he tries to put his uh, magnet on, but it doesn't work. And uh, I think it, well, it does work and a lot of knives fly towards yeah. him. And he's like, nope, and nope. then hides. And then for some reason, it basically escalates into a food fight. It it start, it turns into Bugs and Malone. They're yeah. just throwing pies at each other at some point. And the deli is ruined, and that made me sad. I didn't like that. No, it was thoroughly destroyed. I'm just thankful it was a set. I many, assume it was a set. I hope it was a set. <laughs> he sets off the, uh, the the meat slicer with his magnetic powers, 
but it manages to push this guy onto it, the 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 deli owner guy. So he gets killed and his head gets cut off and yeah. basically he gets sliced into a million pieces. Awful. And they're like, well, he's been sliced up good and proper. And then he holds a little piece of something up and he's like, well, he wasn't Jewish. <laughs> Which made me laugh so much. Oh, it made me howl. Lovely. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then a song after that. Of course. <laughs> It's basically, he wants a simpler time and then decides that he will fight for freedom and, and help people because, you know, yeah. that's what he needs to do. Yeah, absolutely. And then he falls down a hole. <laughs> he just falls down a hole. He just falls down a hole. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then it kind of, it cuts between midnight and him falling down this hole and the lady cop reporting him missing and they're like, we can't open that hatch now so I don't know where he's gone. Who knows? And he falls for a very, very He's long time. He's still falling. Into, it's like what, I don't know if it's their like rubbish area. It's sort of like where Midnight is based, but looks, I don't actually know where it or looks what like it a, is. Uh, it yeah, says it's, it's like a garbage place sort of, at some yeah. point, I think. And all his lackeys are there, so they start chasing him down and he starts fighting them all off in like proper sort of superhero oh, yeah. style. The wa- the waiter who who's sort of Midnight's right-hand man runs away to midnight and starts sort of babbling at him and he's like what and he's like can you slow down and then he's like blah, 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 blah. and he's like oh right okay yes <laughs> he's like oh the captain the captain's arrived all oh, right okay and he's like blah 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 and he's like all oh, right yeah yeah i get it yeah that's fine and then uh he's like you you go i'll deal with this and then he's like wait a minute and then produces some money out of his <laughs> ear and then he's like he tips oh, him and then basically uh, Captain Invincible bursts in, but he sort of gets told that he's basically old news and no one cares about him anymore. He's irrelevant. He's an irrelevant man, and he's got this, like... Midnight's got this, like, controller thing with all these pits, snake pits, (laughs) alligator pits, which he escapes because he flies out of them. But then the last one is Peach Pit, (laughs) and it's just a massive peach peach stone. stone. (laughs) And then uh, I think he manages to escape that... And then he says, that was the pits. And then he he follows Midnight into this massive sort of, it's like a white room with like a big diamond in the middle, which turns out to be a huge bar. It's a little bit excessively sized bar. And he's basically, yeah, I know you're a known boozer. Your uh, tipple of choice was bourbon. Have a drink, why don't you? It's awful. And then we get another song, which Christopher Lee sings, about booze. (laughs) It's amazing. He's not bad, is he? He's pretty good. If it is him singing, I He's don't pretty know. good. Uh, we get dancers that come in with cocktail shakers doing like <laughs> cocktail shakery dances. It's great. He is tempted. He is tempted. And, and, he, and he's like, have a drink, have a drink. And he's like, he's gonna. But then the cop broadcasts uh, like to his little radio thing and out through the Statue yeah. of Liberty of like, believe in the good and then basically plays God Bless America. <laughs> So he's like all patriotic at this point. It's like, oh, God bless America, it's amazing. So he gets up and then just goes, ah, <laughs> for some reason. And Midnight runs away and he gives chase to him. And I think he uses his magnetic powers to blow up the bar because the bar explodes Yeah, and his little sort of thing. He goes to fly across this sort of gap but then realises there's a rope there, so rope swings across instead. <laughs> Which I don't know why that was easy. I don't know why, but he did, yeah. And then uh, it gets to... Midnight's gone to his crime pool again. Oh, the crime and pool. Set off, 
set off these explosives w- where these people are living Put to genius. basically start killing them. Yeah, oh, horrible. Oh, it's horrible. What a piece of work he's horrible. There's absolute chaos in yeah. the and Everyone's running everywhere. He congratulates himself. He's like, well done. And I'm like, did he just congratulate himself? A bit too early yes, for he did. that. And then uh, Captain Invincible comes and he's like, magnet on! And it works this time. And there's a massive globe in this in this sort of crime pool which falls down and basically smushes midnight. Excellent. And he flies away. Perfect. He's saved the day. Then there's a news break and it says that the uh, coastline of America broke away and all the poor immigrant people got separated on this separate island but they have been saved by Excellent. Captain Invincible. That's what we want to hear. Then he uh, he basically flies along the coast, because I think, I'm assuming he set up these subs to, like, mm. do this. Basically exploding submarines with his magnetic powers. Yeah, great. And great. there's a little map that shows him doing it to, like, Pac-Man. It's like, <laughs> it's really funny. And then uh, he gets his photo taken with the cop, and they're all like, job well done, very good. Uh, you've done you've done well there, and then uh, he flies off with uh, Patty the cop on his back, and then he's kind of said we've we've been through a lot. Some of it's your fault, <laughs> which I love. Some of it's your fault, and then he's kind of saying, you know, you've got to realise that you're not alone because when you think you're alone, that's when like bad guys target you. Mm. So we all need to work together, and then we're not helpless, yeah. and it'll be fine. Which I thought was quite nice. Yeah. A progressive society. And it's kind of, there's like a sort of theme, like the more progressive people get, the the more primal their views end up being. There's kind of a a sort of mix between, Mm. which is quite interesting. It's kind of that mindset of getting ahead of other people and stuff like that. I'm not here for that life. No. And then, uh, so yeah, he's flying off and then we get a Captain Invincible song of how great he is and 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 yay. <laughs> he saved the day and he's wonderful. And then we get credits. Ugh. And that's it. It was excellent. Yeah. I loved it. I'm giving it a four out of five. Well, yeah, it was funny. I didn't quite know what to expect, obviously. But, I wasn't sure. Um, but it was the, really funny. From the trailer, I was like, oh, I think I'll enjoy this. Yeah. I'd say go a one and a humour four, because <laughs> it did make me laugh. feel like it was almost on par with the stuff. The stuff. <laughs> the stuff was so good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked its random musicalness. I thought it did have a good message, even though it's bonkers. Christopher Lee obviously was playing a terrible racist, but they defeated him, which is the message yeah, they that did. you want to take away they from it. They did defeat him. He got yeah. squashed by a globe. Yeah. He got squashed by the world. By the world. Because the world, the world doesn't need together. that in, yeah. in their life. Yeah. So yeah, overall, I thoroughly recommend Well Done Ian. It was a Thanks, strong pick. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's good. Give it a watch, guys. You'll have fun. Yeah. We will be back with our regularly oh, yeah. scheduled programming. I was waiting to hear what we we're going to do next week, but this yeah. is a special. This is a special, special bonus time. So, yeah. In the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod, and we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. If you would like to request a film as Ian has, visit Buy Me A Coffee. You can make a one-off donation and request a film. Doesn't necessarily need to be horror. It could be anything be you anything. want. Anything your heart desires. Yeah. And then we'll uh, we'll pop a little yeah. bonus episode out. Why not? Yeah. Stay safe, everybody. Bye.
Do you wonder where your food comes from? More and more people do. America's corn farmers work hard every day to grow a crop that you can be proud to serve your family. And they're doing it with an eye towards sustainability, caring for water, air, soil, and resources that fuel healthy families and more sustainable products. Take a look to find out how farmers in rural America work to make life better for all of us, from cities to their rural communities. Learn more at ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Presented by Climate Power Education Fund. Does big oil care about our streets flooding or our homes burning? Not according to an ExxonMobil top lobbyist. Did we aggressively fight against um, uh, some of the science? Uh, yes. You know, we were looking out for our shareholders. They care about profits, not people. Learn more at polluters.exposed.